Keyshawn Moore has a WWE NIL deal. The Bayou Classic has some alterations from the last couple of years. And Southern has a stud defensive back from Bowie State coming in through the transfer portal. Oh, yeah. It's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south texas southern alum and former tsu herald sports editor thank you for going on this journey with me making locked on hbcu your first listen of the day every day and today's episode is brought to you by rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you now i want to talk about an interesting nil deal and that is Keyshawn moore wwe nil deal now when looking at these NIL deals, I always try to think, what's the personal connection? I'm always interested to see that as well. I'm like, okay, what's the personal connection? And some of them are just deals. Like, some of them are just deals. And I have no problem. This is no judgment. But some of them just deals. We know it don't really mean much. For example, if a person, you know, take a, a, a promotion with a fast food restaurant, right? I don't want to call any out, right? But let's just say take a, a promotion with a fast food restaurant. I, I, are you just holding this food? Or you, is this really the spot that you go to on a daily basis? Like if I'm, I know my favorite restaurant in the city. And if they ask me for an NIL deal, look, I'm going to be sitting there with my po' boy in hand, happy. All right. I ain't going to tell you the, the spot because they ain't cutting no check yet, but it is amazing if you come to Arlington. But um, are you just taking that picture? Is that really your spot? Is that really, I don't know. Right. But then there's certain NIL deals where you can tell there's a personal connection. There's a reason that these things happen. For example, uh, when NIL deals first dropped, I think there was an Arkansas receiver. Yeah, it was an Arkansas receiver. He had an NIL deal with Petco. I believe it was Petco. If it wasn't Petco, it was some other uh, animal, whatever you call Petco. I don't know. I'm not an animal person. But he had a deal with Petco because he had a dog that I guess he always showed off on Instagram. And it was a natural, oh, that makes sense. I understand why Petco... And that wide receiver decided to pair up and have an NIL deal together. Now, this isn't quite that. This is more so an interesting pairing where I would assume that Moore has some interest in WWE. I don't know if he's watching right now. I don't know if he watched as a kid. I don't know if, I don't know. But I would assume that somewhere along the line, he was a big time wrestling fan. And then WWE came in or like NIL, or excuse me, like WWE is advertising their NIL deal next in line. This is a pathway from collegiate athletics to the WWE. And with that comes a lot of intrigue because now I'm seeing a situation where it's not just the deal. This could lead to Keyshawn Moore after playing, having a, a job with WWE. It's almost, I don't want to say it feels like an internship because he's not working for them. But this almost feels like a, hey, you carry this company in a good way. You look good wearing the brand or not wearing, but, you know, sporting the, the brand and the name. We might bring you in. And that comes to what qualification or what, what job would he have? Like, 
And I, this isn't a WWE podcast, so I'm not going to go in and talk about his wrestling. And if he was a wrestler, his wrestling style. But I want you to know that my mind is thinking in that way. I am sitting here thinking, well, if Keyshawn Moore was a wrestler, what would he be like now that he has his WWE NIL WWE deal? That's just where my brain's going. That's where my brain's going. But the brain also goes to, it's not always about being an athlete. It's not always about being the one in front of the camera, the one on the field. He's a business marketing major. Now you know there's a route for that in WWE. It doesn't matter if you can never have too many people working in sales, working whatever in his field. Now you have somebody who is next in line. It just logically makes sense that a transition. And of course, he's a great player because he's an all big South player last year. Excuse me. He was an all big South player. That's why he got found. There's only him and 14 other players in this or 14 other athletes in this lane or in this round of NIL deals for the world wrestling entertainment. Right. So now, you know, it's exclusive. You know, they chose him because obviously he's a good player. It's just interesting to see where it goes from here. After the season, I will be definitely watching to see if Keyshawn Moore has a job with WWE, if maybe he goes in a de developmental program, see if he can be a wrestler, or it just goes behind the scenes, you know. But it'll be interesting to see where this goes because this doesn't feel like a situation where it's here today and gone tomorrow. I'll be definitely watching that. But going forward, we're going to be talking about the Bayou Classic, which I watch every single year, no doubt about it. I have to check it out, and I'm glad because they are going back to NBC I'm going to tell you why that is such a big deal. But before I do that, let me tell you about Bet Online. We can't bet on the NBA season anymore because the, the Golden State Warriors, much as I didn't want it to be the case, the Golden State Warriors won in six. I was hoping we at least got to a game seven, but Boston didn't get it done. Boston did not get it done. So if you if you put your money down on Steph Curry getting his first finals MVP, then you got it. Little bum. I really wanted uh Boston to win, but it is what it is. Um, make sure that you are putting money down on the NBA draft because it's the engine just keeps going. NFL futures soon the NBA futures will be out. Who's gonna can Golden State repeat? Who's gonna knock off Golden State? There are so many things as far as what you can bet on. Just make sure you're doing on betonline.net, the fastest and easiest. What a wage on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. And I have a favor to ask of you. Will you do me a favor and go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey and fill out a quick survey about what you like, what you don't like, what you would like to be improved, and some things that you would like to see stay on our Locked On Podcast Network. Now, by doing this, you win or you enter with the chance to win one of the 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So there's a little bit of incentive there for you as well. Now, today's word of the day is adulation, meaning excessive admiration or flattery. And with that being said, I want to talk about something that I have a lot of adulation about, and that is, or a lot of adulation for, and that is the Bayou Classic, because there have been some things changed in the 2022 Bayou Classic. Now, these aren't alterations from simply last year in 2021 or even 2020. These are alterations from basically the last seven years. Since 2015, the game has been presented a certain type of way. And now they're changing the presentation of the Bayou Classic, Southern versus Grambling. I mean, I think 
this at this point, but just to get it all the way out there. So since 2015, the Bayou Classic has been on NBC Sports at 4 Eastern, 3 Central person. So we're going to speak in Central time. Since 2015, the NBC, NBC has housed the Bayou Classic since 3 o'clock or at 3 o'clock, right? Well, that's different now. Then the NBC family underneath the umbrella, but you're going to see that game aired on NBC at noon central, right? So noon central, one Eastern, however you want to get down. Sorry for my Pacific people, but I never see them really give your, uh, your time or 11. There we go. We're going to be inclusive. We're going to add you in. So 11 o'clock Pacific. Um, but yes, so that's what time we're going to have it in. The time is the time that say, okay, this is one of the changes that you have. But the actual important and big time thing for me is the fact that now it's on NBC. Like aside from everything else, now it's on NBC where everybody has NBC that can get a hold of a TV. Not everybody has NBC Sports. And even those who do have, I don't know if I have NBC Sports. I think I, well, I know I have it because I watched the Bayou Classic last year. But I'm not flipping through my TV like, okay, what do I want to watch? Hmm, what's on NBC Sports? No, I might wonder what's on NBC. I might do that. But NBC Sports feels as if a game or a channel where you know you're going to NBC Sports. I'm not just going to flip to it just to flip to it. NBC does have that let's see what's there type of attitude attached to it. So what this this may come off as a small move. But this has big time ramifications for me. And I'll be honest, this is a little bit personal. Um, I'll say this all the time. The Bayou Classic is different. It just hits different for me. And I think that everybody has a certain point of view due to a frame of reference. And a lot of times it has to do with where you're growing up. You know, for me, I, I was born in Louisiana. I was raised in Texas. I feel like I'm from Texas, right? I spent the majority of my life here. I mean, like basically my whole life is in texas but half of my family's from louisiana so i still have those louisiana roots or whatever right i try to shy away from the roots y'all y'all know how much i'll be talking about my saints my, my pelicans i was talking about when they were the hornets i know it's not on this particular podcast but I, I was talking about them so i try not to shy away but also try not to overplay them i just bring it up here because i feel like it's influential in my frame of reference and that's the fact that the bayou classic is the biggest hbcu game on a yearly basis there might be specific matchups when you go into the year saying, oh, yeah, well, I want to see the Orange Blossom Classic this year because I feel like that might be a SWAC championship type of game. It was last year. I get it. I get it. I give you that. But on a yearly basis, take out expectations. Say nobody knew anything about any of these, these teams. To me, that Bayou Classic is the biggest game because that's my frame of reference. You got to understand where I'm from, right? Now, if you're from Florida, I wouldn't imagine that you putting the Bayou Classic over Bethune versus Fam. If you're from Alabama, I'm assuming you, you're not putting AM versus state under the Bayou Classic. And I understand that. Just understand where I'm coming from. Right next to Louisiana. Yeah, this is like the this is the big game. And it's nationally televised as a kid. As a kid, I didn't I didn't really care or, or think about the distinction of SWAC versus MEAC to me. I was just a kid trying to watch football. I'll tell you the truth, this had nothing even to do with HBCUs. Right. Because for me, this was just I get to watch Grambling versus Southern. I wasn't thinking about anything other than Grambling and Southern on the field at the same time. And I'll tell you the truth. Look, this is before I went to HBCUs. I'm the first person in my family, my immediate family, at least to go to college. So 
I wasn't really thinking about the HBCU coach and all that. I went to school and, you know, I got closer to college and I grew up and I went to college and I'm seeing all of these other rivalries. But to me, it was the Bayou Classic. That was it. And with not having that second or third generation HBCU student experience and being somebody who was just a kid, like really young, you could say this Bayou Classic in a way was my introduction to HBCU athletics. I don't know what HBCU games were on every single year, no matter what was going on. ESPN, they'll fluctuate, right? So you might see Jackson State versus Tennessee State. I'll just use them, for example aired you might see that this year but maybe not next year every single year i was flipping and seeing nbc bayou classic southern versus grambling because to me that was the big game that was it and for a long time you know it was the game that decided the swag west champion it had a lot of ramifications so don't look at where they currently are even though i think they're both on the uptick i'm just saying somewhere there's a kid like me who is sitting there and I don't know, maybe doesn't care about what's what's the swag, what's the MEAC, what's what's the HBCU. I think it's more more note notice on it and spotlight on it now than it was when I was a kid. But this game could easily be that introduction. That's why it's a big deal, because every single year this is shown. Like I said, I don't know what else was shown on a yearly basis, no matter what. But I do know that as a kid, I always counted on being able to watch Grambling versus Southern. And I think having those type of games, those games that no matter what are going to be aired, it really doesn't matter if the teams are, if people are excited about the teams, if people are anticipating it, does not matter. If Hugh Jackson didn't go to Grambling, if Eric Dooley didn't come to Southern, that game is still going to be on TV. Having that game for everybody to be able to watch, that's part of the reason why I say it's the biggest game, because to me, that was the national televised game for all HBCUs. Once I was able to just wrap my head around and say Southern and Grambling are part of a bigger, you know, bigger than themselves. That was the game that every single year, no matter what I could count on being on television. And I think we need those type of games within the HBC. Now that I've had my mind expanded and I'm able to see things and understand more than I was when I was seven, eight, nine, ten. right now, knowing what I know, this game is even more important because now it allows no matter who you are on a on a yearly basis, you can catch a game as long as you can get to a TV. NBC is even more accessible than ESPN. So I know no matter what, we'll have at least one game shown, and this can be somebody else's introduction in the HBCU athletics. That's why this is so important to me. Now, going forward, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it at Southern, and we're going to talk about Demetri Marcel, another defensive back out of Bowie State that is with Southern. This is a big-time player, too. We need to talk about him and some of the players that they have added in the transfer portal because they've been very proactive in that side of things. But before we get into that, let me tell you about Rock Auto because Rock Auto is your go-to place for all of your car needs. You need a side mirror, Rock Auto. You need a rear-view mirror, Rock Auto. You need a, a headlight, Rock Auto. You need some floor mats, Rock Auto. It's not even all about fixing your car. Sometimes we don't want to fix our car. Maybe we just want to Make our car look nicer. I cleaned out part of my car today. You know, it's quite messy. I cleaned out the most of it. I need to go vacuum it. But, hey, <laughs> it's about making everything better. And Rock Auto is the place to go because they're 30, 40, 100 sometimes percent cheaper than these other auto parts stores. 
man, go buy your part off of Rock Auto and only pay for the labor. It's significantly better. It's significantly cheaper. And I don't have to worry about them badgering me the whole time about, hey, man, this is the only thing we have. Go ahead and buy this. No, give me options. Let me decide on what I want to buy and don't tell me what I have to buy. That's one of the biggest advantages of Rock Auto, the amazing selection and the multiplicity in their selection that they're always going to provide to you single time you go. Matter of fact, go right now to rockauto.com and tell them locked on in the how did you hear us section. All right, it's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Let's talk about Dimitri Morcel because Morcel is now the second Bowie State defensive back to go from Bowie State to Southern in this week. And that's crazy. We're going to talk about how proactive the Jaguars have been in the transfer portal regardless. But just the fact that you have two defensive backs from the same school to come to your school now within the just the time span of a week, really a couple of days. I think that is impressive and it's noteworthy at least. Right. So I can't think of where the other players who transferred from Bowie State, I don't think any of the guys who transferred from Bowie State after Coach Wilson left have picked or entered the transfer portal, have picked the destination yet. I could be wrong. Y'all are great in the comment section. So if I'm forgetting somebody, because I could be having a brain fart right now. If I'm forgetting somebody, please let me know. I know that Jonathan Ross, he transferred before Coach Wilson decided to leave for Morgan State. So we're not talking about him. I know he went to USF, but that's not the guy that we're talking about because he was already gone before Wilson left. We're talking about people who entered the transfer portal post Wilson. And I can only think of Jordan Carter and now Demetri Marcel, both of which who have decided to land at Southern. Like I said, if I'm forgetting y'all, y'all on top of it, make sure that you let me know in the comment section because I want to know, right? But let's let's end the Bowie State connection right there because I don't care if Demetri Marcel came from Bowie State, Kentucky State, Blue Mountain State, I don't care if he came from LSU. It doesn't matter because this guy is a certified playmaker, right? And what I mean when I say this is the school that he's came from is not the reason that this is a story. Demetri Marcel, with what he's done at his previous school, make whatever the school you want it to be. What he did at that school is going to make that a story regardless. I just want to point that out because we're hammering in the fact that Movie State commits in a week. But let's not make that the story. The story is that Southern got themselves a pretty good defensive back, a really good defensive back in Demetri Morcel. That's the true story here. And that's something that we actually need to look out for because when you remember when we talked, when we talked about Bowie State and how people still expect them to be played, Demetri Morcel was one of those guys that was a first-team all-defense or all-D2 player. That's who we're getting in Morcel coming into the swag. This is the type of player who, even when you, we even got to the, the the beginning of his accolades and just say what we should say. That's just a prediction on how good somebody thinks he's going to be. So that's just an idea of coming into the season, what we expect to see out of him. Well, let's talk about what he's actually already done. Let's talk about his resume. And he is an instinctual playmaker. And this is, to me, Calling somebody a playmaker is one of the bigger compliments that you can give them, regardless of the position, because it doesn't matter. Oh, he's one of the best corners. He's one. No, this dude is an instinctual playmaker, and that is what makes him such a great player. And 
I don't want to make it sound like he doesn't have like. I remember Jalen Ramsey was on uh, the Pivot podcast talking about just different styles of corner risk taker and all of those things. He has phenomenal fundamentals and he's able to stay good in coverage. So it's not like he's just taking chances and, oh, I'm going to see ball, go get ball, because that's a lot of risk risk reward. It's not that type of situation. He's just a very fundamental player and he's really good at it. Right. And he also knows when to come off of his man. He also knows when to when to look for the ball it's not just a all right i see it he knows when to sit on routes he knows when to read or how to read the quarterback's eyes that's what makes him so great this is a player that in 2019 had nine interceptions had one forced fumble or one fumble recovery excuse me and in those 10 turnovers he had four touchdowns there was a two-week span in which he had four interceptions and three turnovers or in three touchdowns that's the type of player that southern is getting four interceptions and three touchdowns in a matter of two weeks that is an instinctual playmaker and you see it you see it when it's a scramble drill you see him roaming you see him able to just be around the ball and as a cornerback that's what you're looking for anytime the ball comes your way make a play and it didn't come very often in 2021 but when you're that great defensive player of the year in 2019 you're not going to get the ball a lot the Kobe Durant didn't get a lot of targets last year still got drafted Right. So you're coming in with one year of eligibility if you're uh, Morcel and you're probably looking like, OK, this is a step up in competition level. So we're just going to show that we can do it on this level as well. It, it's it's very. Now, I won't say now or never, but it's very much a situation where you have a year to show that you are what you say you are. And his resume says he's going to have no problem doing that. And let's talk about and just quickly applaud Southern's ability to be proactive and say, okay, not just getting those two defensive backs from Bowie State, they also got a defensive back from McNeese State. But even if you get past the secondary, they brought in Bowden um, out of Grambling, right? They brought in Sephaniah, excuse me, uh, out of Mississippi or out of Colorado, who was going to be a Mississippi Valley State transfer. And that that Bowden in, 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 uh, was not the only two players that they had flipped from their previous schools. They also took, and this is probably the headliner, along with Marcel, they also brought in Jason Dumas. He just followed his, his head coach. So that's why it doesn't feel as much of a story. But you just brought in arguably the best defensive tackle in the SWAC on your team. You have one of the biggest playmakers from D2 football and one of the defensive backs in D2. Remember, we're not just talking CIAA. We're not just talking about SEAC. We're talking about all Division II players. He was predicted to be on the all D2 first team. So you have one of the best players in D2 football. You have that tandem right there. That sets up for a really good defense. You have somebody in the back end to cover. You have somebody in the front to push to push the pocket to in, penetrate in the middle because nobody likes interior um, pressure. Nobody likes that, right? And there's no stepping up from that. So you have that. This is a beautiful tandem. This is a, a beautiful tandem in the sense that they should work hand in hand. And the longer that Marcel can cover, the longer that Dumas has to rush, the quicker that Dumas rushes, the either less time that Marcel has to cover, or you're also looking at a situation where they're going to have an errant throw and you have more interceptions. And I told you, nine or 10 turnovers, four touchdowns, he knows what to do when the ball is in his hand. He knows what to do. It's that simple, right? It's almost as simple as making us your first listen of the day every day. And I know you know how to do that. I appreciate you for doing it every day. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. We'll be back next Monday to talk about everything HBCU Athletics. 
everything that goes down over the weekend will have it back with you on monday now remember for your second listen of the day make sure you're checking out locked on nba big boys you're gonna have rafael barlow in the gang who are going to be talking about nba mock drafts nba draft cycles we're really gearing up for that now we already have the ultimate nba mock draft show airing the nba the nba draft itself is on june 23rd so you need to make sure that you're listening to them and getting yourself ready for that the same way that we did with the nfl draft and in the meantime in between time if you're looking for me you can find me on twitter at south exclusives until the next time that we hear each other family take care stay blessed peace